the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. This is the new generation of talk radio in the Bay Area. This is KNEW, AM and HD, Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Just got an email from... I mean, it goes, Rob, if you invest in the U.S. index fund 10 years ago, the value today appears to be lower. Is there something I'm missing or have we been in a 10-year slump? We've been in a 10-year slump. Now, there's multiple ways of looking at that. If you retired in the last 5 to 10 years, then you got the benefit of the 90s and the 80s and the 70s. Now, most of us didn't retire in the last 10 years, but if we did and you invested in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you did great, fantastic. It worked itself out. Now, also in the last 10 years, if you had a diversified portfolio, not just the U.S. indices, you did great. You did great in value. You did great in international. You did great in income. So there was ways to make tons of money in the last 10 years. The way I look at it is I'm going to retire in 20 years. And right now I feel like I'm buying low. And I feel very comfortable with that. Now, again, is there a guarantee that the next 10 years are going to be great? No. I think the next eight years in the United States are going to be tough. Um, I don't see our economy roaring. I don't see expectations getting giddy. I think the psyche is is damaged. We've been battered in real estate. We've been battered in the stock market. We've been fried, battered and fried in the combination of the two. So now as a nation, we're, we're, we're left, what are our catalysts? And I don't see a lot of jobs right now. And I do see people, um, the earlier caller today, Rachel, saying, you know, I got to start saving that's important. No longer can I go with the shoes. I got to go with the savings because time's ticking on me. And I know that Social Security is going to get rougher. And I know that the perks of Social Security are going to get tighter and lamer. So it's up to me to save 10 to 15% of every damn paycheck I make. So I don't think the, the consumer roars back. I'll tell you this. I don't have a desire for an $80,000 car. I don't have a desire for a $60,000 car. I can afford one, but I don't have a desire I think most Americans, and like, for instance, Marin was the cap BMW capital of the world. Now, Giovanni called in, and he's pretty confident the real estate's going to come back. I look at those, those BMWs, and they weren't done because people earned a million dollars. They were done because people refinanced their home. They used their home as a piggy bank. So what drives real estate in the long term is jobs. What drives real estate in the long term is wage inflation. And when wait, when... Employment in the United States is 4%. You know, Heidi will point the finger at her boss, John Scott, and say, I'm leaving the station. Screw you and your minimum wage. I'm going to go to a dot-com company and make a million dollars and buy a house in Santa Cruz. <laughs> but when unemployment's at 10, 11, 12%, and she's been cut to you know, part-time hours, 
where, you know, underemployment's over 20% in the state of California. She's like, yes, Mr. Scott, whatever you want, Mr. Scott. Absolutely, Mr. Scott. Right away, Mr. Scott. So there's not a lot of wage inflation. It ebbs, it flows. I personally don't like unemployment 4%. I personally don't like unemployment at 10%. Somewhere in between is okay by me. Also, I tend to note that these things tend to take care of themselves. They're cyclical. Ten years ago, there was kids coming out of college making six figures. It took me ten years starting my own business. Well, it took me about five years to get to six figures. But once I did, I never looked back. Uh, someone I was recently talking to, uh, talking about my 20s. Like, I didn't see one episode of Seinfeld. I, I built a business to earn my 20s. And, you know, it pissed me off to see these young kids come out and make six figures. Now, I played along. And I loved it because the women were wearing great lingerie. The men were smoking good cigars. And they were closer to my age than not. But it pissed me off to see these kids coming out of college making six figures. I'm like, you didn't even start a damn business. All you did was, wait, you answered phone calls for Excite.com in the middle of the night and you made a million dollars in stocks? And see, the company never made a million dollars. Never, ever, never, never, ever, ever, never. What they did was they sold a million dollars of future dreams to the farmers in Louisiana, to the farmers in Iowa. The real economy wasn't real in the late 1990s. It was venture capital based. It was financially based. It was not profit based. I would rather grow a business out of profits. For instance, in my hometown, San Carlos, there's a restaurant called Sneakers. And every night it's busy. It's a family restaurant. It says it's a sports bar, but it's a family restaurant. And every night they're busy. And the guy opened up another restaurant. Um, He did it out of profits. He did it out of growth. He didn't issue shares in Sneakers. So he did it from profits. So, And I dig that. I think it's a healthier way of growing a business. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Get your calls in the air. Interesting to note, we got more Terminator films to look forward to. I know you're saying yesterday you broke the story and told us about Avatar 2, 3, and 4. Now today you're telling us there's more Terminator films? Yep. So Sony is in a bidding war against Lionsgate for the rights to Terminator. It's the Culver City-based studio. It's going to make an offer by the end of the day. It's going to bid for the rights to make future movies in the 26-year-old franchise. Now, in addition, uh, production and animation company Threshold Entertainment, they're looking to get in on a bid as well because they think they can make cartoons of Terminator. So why am I bringing this up? Because we're going to have more Terminator movies coming out. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? doesn't really matter. It's a business lesson. It's that these companies, Sony and Lionsgate, know that they can get an audience of somewhere between $50 million and $250 million. They're bidding $15 million on the rights. They know that people like machines. They know that one day technology is going to rule the world. And they know that we're fascinated by that. So it's product. So when you look at companies like Time Warner and CBS, CBS is CSI. I mean, come on. They got CSI Miami. They got CSI Vegas. They got CSI New York. I really wish they would do something like CSI Des Moines where there's never any crime. It's just easy to figure out. So the show would be like five minutes long, but it'd be fantastic nonetheless. Anyway, um, so they're that franchise, and they're gonna, that's going to be in syndication until the day I die. Friends, NBC property, in syndication until the day I die. Seinfeld, another NBC property. You know, again, I worked my butt off in my 20s, so I never saw an episode. I know people that watch Seinfeld every night before they go to bed. So it's all about product. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. If you want to jump on the webcam, this is the, the only day this is going to happen because Tom Hartman's in my studio. 
and he's got a funky odor to him. But more importantly, the webcam is now facing me exactly, so I'm waving at you right now. You can check me out at talk910.com. Weird, right? Now, Anthem Blue Cross is raising rates for Californians. Earlier in the show, we talked to Rachel, 38-year-old uh, woman who has her own grooming, socialization, animal business. And I asked, you know, I said, are you married? Because I wanted to find out why she didn't save anything. And I was, maybe it was a bad divorce. And then I asked the question, I said, do you have health care? Because her budget, $70,000, keep in mind, anything that she spend in the state of California is going to get taxed at 9.5%. So I look at $70,000 and I go, really, that's only about $50,000. And then on top of it, after you pay all your taxes and, you know, your car and your insurance and things like that, it's, it's not a lot of money. And she's paying about $1,000 a month for a room. Now, I didn't even touch on this issue. What if Rachel wants sexy time with a man? Hey, come on home and meet my roommates. 38 years old, it's kind of uncool to have roommates. I'd rather die than have a roommate at this point in time. So I don't want it. So I don't want it. If I want to have sexy time, I want, you know, to do my own stuff. Um, I don't want roommates. So, But I understand a lot of people in the Bay Area have to have roommates. I personally would rather die than have roommates. And that's what money is. It, it enables you to make decisions that are important to you. Anyway, Anthem Blue Cross, and this ties back to Rachel Howe, you're saying? Where's the tie? Uh, they're raising rates for Californians. Policyholders are incensed over rate hikes. Healthcare from last year to this year, up 40% at Anthem Blue Cross. That's a lot of money. California's largest for-profit health insurer. It's moving to dramatically raise rates for customers with individual policies, setting off fewer amongst policyholders and prompting state insurance regulators to investigate. Anthem Blue Cross is telling uh, basically 800,000 800, of their customers um, that rates are going up 39%. Now, a lot of policyholders say the rate hikes are the largest they can ever, ever remember. Let's see if I got the actual number on this. Um for a family of two, just a husband and wife, he's an optometrist. His health care insurance is going to go from $20,000 a year to $27,000 a year. So, and again, one of the perks about working for a big company like Clear Channel is the health care. So, say for instance, me and Heidi are married. Mm, that's not a good example. Let's say Heidi and her husband are married. That's probably a more appropriate um, analogy. Her husband works for a big company. And gets healthcare benefits. She works for a company and gets healthcare benefits. So that's that. There's kind of a push there, right? Now, let's say her husband was a dot comer like me, and she works for Clear Channel, and I, I I'm a I'm an independent business dude. I, I do my own business, and uh, like Rachel, I, I groom dogs, I, I walk dogs, I, I socialize them, I make them friendly. Um, my generation, Generation X, didn't have kids in our twenties. Wait it till our 30s to have kids. So we had pets. Pets mean the world to us. We love pets. They're cheaper than a kid in theory. Now, um, long story short, if I'm a pet groomer, I'm going to use her health care insurance because it's too expensive for me. For an individual, big company, eh, it's nothing but a thing. Small individual, you go bankrupt. Small businesses, are, it, they're stressed. They're stretched and stressed. To get your calls in there, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. In theory, I think we're going to have Dan Risnowski coming up. Not sure if we can track him down because the Sharks are on a big six-game road trip, so he's triapsing all around the nation right now. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. Jump on the live blog, talk910.com, and take a look at my big face. Maybe I'll even get a little closer to the camera for you. 800-345-5639, 9-10-AM, more stimulating talk. With the cream of islands lying everywhere Got a guitar in my hand and a western oil can Under my bully for a chair It's a low-hop Friday No work till Monday 
Black. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. At this time, I typically speak with Dan Rosanowski, so I'm thinking about inviting Roy Lamella in and having Roy play the part of Dan Rosanowski. We can talk a little hockey knowledge, like, hey, can we get can we get Roy online and we'll have him play the part? Do we have enough microphone space? Heidi says no, which basically tells me yes. If no means yes, then come on, Roy, the voice. I mean, you got the smooth voice. Let's see if we can pull this off. I think we can. Okay. Roy Lamella's, uh, are you traffic voice, weather voice? What exactly voice are you here? Voice? Yeah. Voice? Okay, can you hear me? Can you yeah, hear absolutely. Me I can right hear you. Now. The voice. The voice, of, uh, the voice of, of traffic. Right, traffic. That's right. Trafficking cars. So you talk about cars being broken down on the East Bay. Yes. Mine's actually broke down last night. You know, I think cars know when our life is, is getting good because you're like, hey, hey, life's good, and then boom. Yeah. You get hit with it. How, how bad did it break down? Well, I was on, uh, what, San Mateo Bridge. Uh, didn't stall, but it started to sputter as I was going up the incline, going into Foster City. Last thing you need, right? That's going to be expensive. Yeah, especially in the rain, too. Mm. Uh, exited, and then got to about halfway up the Foster City overpass, and it just died on me. So, yeah, I'm going to have you play the part, and you have to go along with this. Okay. I typically talk to Dan Rusnowski at this time. Okay. I want you to be a slightly homoerotic Dan Rusnowski. <laughs> okay? Okay? Uh, homoerotic. Yeah, so you flirt with me a little bit. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah, that's hey. an awfully nice sweater you're wearing, by the way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's, yeah. it's my Tom Hartman. I'm an old guy sweater. Yeah. So, All hey. right. You got to be a little smoother. You got to shave. He shaved today, so I'm kind of liking the shaved look. Yeah, so my, yeah. my whiskers aren't exactly hard whiskers. All right. Well. So my cat gives me a shave every morning. Puts a little milk on. <laughs> Interesting. So anyway, okay, let's talk a little laser lights, Dan. Um, right now there's a big phenomenon uh, the voice of the San Jose Sharks, uh, Roy Lamella, Dan Rusinowski. Thank there's you. A, there's a big thing going on where goaltenders are getting laser lights pointed in their face. You think that's cool or uncool? That's uncool. Why uncool? would you want to do that? Hurt his eyes. If you're the home team, you could win by doing it. There's there's reasons to do it. I mean, that's like, I mean, uh, you might as well bring it to, I mean, if the, you might, you can allow it in the football game and uh, show it in the, uh, in, the kicker's, uh, in the kicker's eyes when he's preparing to uh, kick a field goal. I think it should be allowed. I think it's a home team advantage. That's wrong. So don't let the athletes prove the game so, on the field. <laughs> you might as well get So I, does that give me a reason to throw a, a beer bottle down there or a beer cup down there? A la the, uh, the basketball game where, uh, what's his name, got uh, went into the... Into the um, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the Indiana Pacers yeah yeah and got kind of went crazy and started beating up on fans. Right. I think it's cool. I think more fan interaction like that. I mean, when it be- fan interaction, fan okay. interaction, twelfth man. I don't think so. No, I no. think that's wrong. Okay, how about Ilya Kovalchuk? Ilya Kovalchuk. Um, God, I, I don't even know how to say his last name. He's a Russian Kovalchuk. star. He's been traded from Atlanta to New Jersey. Okay, uh, what are your thoughts on Ilya Kovalchuk? If I can say his name right, I yeah. can probably uh, comment on that a little bit more. But unfortunately, I don't know his stats or uh, anything about your hockey. No- your hockey knowledge, Roy, is weak. I'm sorry. 
I don't even know what ice is. Get out of my studio. Let's bring in the real Dan Rusnowski. Fire breaks in. Penalty is over. The centering attempt just got blocked, and the Sharks have a two-on-one mini one. Here's Heatley out of the box. Has Thornton moving in. Gives him the play. Break away. Thornton shoots. Scores. Joe Thornton, his first of the year. Great setup from Danny Heatley, and the Sharks have a three-nothing lead. Uh, joining me now, Dan Rusnowski from San Jose Sharks. Dan, um, give me a little state of the union on, on where the Sharks are in their season. Oh, we lost Dan. <laughs> he comes from that that land of telephones. It sounds oddly a lot, a lot like a dial tone. Now i got to get Roy Lamella back in here to play the part of Dan Rusnowski. Maybe not. Maybe that was funnier in my head, but not his. Um, big story today is unemployment and... I guess there's another angle on it. You know, big story today is President Barack Obama trying to do something about unemployment in the United States and California. President Barack Obama is looking for ways to drive down high U.S. unemployment. He's announcing a plan today to expand credit for small businesses, which is a main source of job growth in the United States. He's meeting with small business owners in suburban Maryland. Later, he's going to announce plans to ask Congress to temporarily expand credit through uh, two small business administration programs. So the proposal would help refinance up to $18.7 billion worth of commercial real estate per year uh, because small banks aren't giving small business loans because small banks have commercial real estate loans that are imploding on them. I think you get the idea. Um, I think we've got to get creative. To create jobs on the government level, you have to get creative. I think tax breaks is a great way of getting creative. But for instance, um, I'm a small business owner and I own businesses outside the state of California because it's too expensive to do business here. Do we have Dan? Let's try that again. Dan Rusnowski, San Jose Sharks. How are you, Dan? Um, I agree with you. I think it's pretty expensive to do business in California. It's very expensive. Um, healthcare is out of control. Taxes are out of control. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, Dan, um, Ilya Kvalchuk gets traded from Atlanta Thrashers, and the average fan doesn't know this. So let's bring the average fan up to speed. He's a superstar of the game, and he gets traded. That's almost un- That's like trading Joe Montana during his, his, his prime years. That's true, and of course, superstars do get traded from time to time. On the Sharks, of course, Joe Thornton was traded from the Boston Bruins to San Jose, and every time Boston comes to town, Sharks fans hold up signs that say, thank you, Boston. Um, I don't know if they're going to be doing that in New Jersey with Ilya Kovalchuk, but it's because he's strictly a rental player, and it all came down to uh, really money and his desire to stay in Atlanta. And I think that the commitment of the player combined with uh, the desires of, of his future uh, it really necessitated this move, and the Thrashers did not want to trade him at all. They offered him $101 million in a contract, and he turned it down, which it doesn't mean he's crazy because he's going to get a lucrative offer somewhere, but I think that the issue for him was he didn't want to play for the team anymore. He wanted to get a different opportunity. He wanted a chance to win the Stanley Cup, and he didn't feel the Thrashers were close to doing that. So... Ani goes to New Jersey. Um, they paid a pretty stiff price to get him. But, uh, you know, you have to really look at the economics of it all, too. Um, in this salary-cap-driven world, there aren't that many teams that can do this. So this is a big deal, regardless of the hockey side of things. It's also a big business deal. That brings up the next question. Uh, whenever I watch on my NHL center ice package, whenever I watch the Atlanta or the Florida teams, the, the stands are half empty. Now, in San Jose, we sell out every game. We're enthusiastic. We support is hockey going to have to contract because if you can't afford stars and they go to big markets, at some point in time, the, the economics is you're going to just stink because you don't have stars and you're going to fold. 
Well, the, the biggest concern for the NHL, I think, had been in Phoenix this year, but it looks like they're getting that all straightened out with the, with the uh, ownership of that club and the desire to keep the team in Phoenix. And it looks like that's going to work out a little bit better. Time will tell. Uh, they've got an arena at least there. Same thing in Florida and Tampa. They've got business uh, there. They've got interest in the sport there. Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup in 2004. So um, it's not as if it's impossible. And it's just a simple fact that uh, the that the economy combined with the expense of hockey as a, as a ticket price is a little bit softer in some of the other areas that are hit a little bit harder by the recession. And, you know, what do you think of when you think of Florida? You think a lot of fixed incomes. Um, that obviously enters into the equation a little bit. So I think it's, it's, it's more temporary. I think they have a, a lot more concern in the uh, Fort Lauderdale Sunrise area with the Florida Panthers in, in the immediate sense than they do in Tampa. But, but still, it is a concern. Absolutely. We're speaking with Dan Rosanowski, the voice of the San Jose Sharks. What's the state of the union of the Sharks at this point in time? You're in Nashville right now on a road trip. Well, it's great. We're in Music City, and it's always fun to visit here. Um, the Sharks have had a lot of great history here, in the playoffs against the Predators especially. But uh, beyond that, this is an important time of the season because it's just before the Olympic break. There are a lot of games. They're on a six-game road trip. They won last night in St. Louis. Nice road victory. And that was with Thomas Grison at the backup, who's going to be the German uh, Olympic goaltender. So all of that's going well. And realistically, right now, what we're thinking about is just getting through this uh, with, with the health of the club. Last night, Manny Malhotra came up uh, lame, I guess you could say. He fell down to the ice after uh, hitting the ice on a rut and a strange angle, kind of did the splits and fell down in a lot of pain, never played after that in the third period. My guess is he's probably out for the rest of the road trip. So um, those are the kinds of little things that you don't want to have happen to the team, especially at the beginning of a trip. Um, but um, at the, I guess the, the silver lining to the dark cloud of that is that uh, they've got two weeks for the Olympic break to to heal and get better. So that's something that, that everybody's concerned about. Now, what's life like in Nashville on a day like this? Is Are the, are the guys playing golf together? Are they hanging out at the hotel? Uh, do any of them bring their wives along on road trips? Um, virtually never. It's it's strictly business, and the guys don't play golf. It's not like baseball where you bring your clubs on the trip. That would be a no-no in this game. Um, it just doesn't work in the hockey culture. And you think about your golf clubs when the season's over and it's summertime. And if you're thinking about it in the wintertime, that's, that's not a good message to send to your teammate. That's how they feel about it. And so um, the team concept really rules here where the guys are hanging out together. Um, at, at this point, they're to be honest, they're at practice right now. I'm just down the street from where my phone is, and I'm going to go check the end of that out after this is over, and they're going to be in a hard workout today. Big game against the Predators tomorrow, so it, it's just a real rhythm that they get themselves into. Yeah, there are the, the occasional um, you know, team dinners, and they have good hijinks and things like that, but uh, realistically, it's mostly business. So wives not allowed on road trips? I didn't say not allowed. They just don't generally come because there's nothing really for them to see. Their, their husbands are tied up. They're, uh, they're busy with with, with work and you know they have training off the ice after that they have treatment for the trainers and yeah. it's not very romantic trust me okay now in a a black eye for the sport there's another article today about uh, Jose Theodore for the uh, Washington Capitals and he's getting a laser light blasted in his eyes 
Does this story have any hair on it? Is it going to go away? It, it seems to be recurring a little bit this year. Yeah, you know, it's it's the uh, convergence of technology with uh, with uh, fan participation. It's kind of crazy. Um, that obviously is something that that is not safe for the players in, in, in many respects. And so, especially with a game like hockey, where the puck's coming at you at 100 miles an hour, somebody probably thinks they're being funny or helping their team by doing that, but all they're doing is damaging the the integrity of the game. And so, the NHL's taking it pretty seriously. I know the Sharks do, and those types of pointers are just not allowed in the building. You can't use them, and uh, they do a pretty good job of policing it. I don't, I don't think it's going to be much more than that, but um, I have to say that, that that it is an issue that they keep their eyes on. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Go get to the practice. And oh, we got to go do that, and uh, listen, uh, it's going to be a big game this weekend, and I'm looking forward to hearing more advice from you on the state of business in California. You're killing me, but in a good way. Um, yeah, I'll watch the game tomorrow in Nashville, and uh, always like these road trips. They, they seem to bring out the best in the Sharks. See you later, Rob. So thanks, Dan. It's Dan. It's 98.5. Great, great, great thing to do is listen to radio on uh, or listen to hockey on the radio. It's a, it's a fantastic sport and does a great job of adding color to it. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. person in a wheelchair would look like dancing. So I'm not going to stand up for you. That's too much effort. Talk910.com. Talk910.com. Uh, you can check the blog and there you go. One of the things that upsets me the most is politics and how they're, in my mind, bought and paid for. Today in the Wall Street Journal, A4, funding shapes California's uh, race for the governor. And basically, Democrats face a big financial handicap as they seek to recapture the California governorship this year. Their almost certain nominee, State Attorney General Jerry Brown, has a war chest of about $12 million. Meg Whitman's got a war chest of over $30 million. Jerry Brown divulged the size of his campaign holdings as of December 31. Analysts said the $12 million he reported as a small sum compared with the recent gubernatorial candidates had raised at the same juncture. So Mr. Brown's holdings also raised new questions about whether he could counter the personal fortunes of Ms. Whitman, Former eBay CEO and California Insurance Commissioner Steve Poisner, the other one-time Silicon Valley executive seeking the Republican nomination. Ms. Whitman has already contributed over $39 million of her own money. Mr. Poisner has given 15 of his own money. Now, I don't think this really, I don't know what else to say other than it's frustrating. We live in a great country. We have a great constitution. We have a great bill of rights. And we've got politicians who are bought and paid for. Or buy their way in. And damn, it's frustrating. I'd like to see government shrink. I'd like to see the idea of sending a farmer off to Washington, not have a staff of 200 to 400 people. I, I, maybe that's not realistic. Maybe our government's just so big, it, it needs so many people now. But it's frustrating to see, especially the, the money involved. Now, again, I'm not picking on Republicans here. Because President Barack Obama spent a filthy amount of money to get elected. And, you know, John McCain said, let's, let's limit how much we're willing to spend to get elected. And Barack Obama pointed the middle finger at him and said, screw you. I can spend whatever I want because he was widely popular. He was a populist. He appealed to the average person. So his election was largely determined by, by funding. Frustrates me. Man, does it frustrate me. 
You get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. China is in the news today. They're going to impose an anti-dumping duty of up to 105.4 cents on imports of poultry products from the United States. This isn't, it's interesting to note, in the United States, we don't eat chicken feet. In China, they love chicken feet. Mmm, chicken feet. You can't sell chicken feet in the United States. They're worth about a penny. You sell them in China, get a couple bucks for them. Um, so it's an incredibly profitable business for U.S. businesses to export chicken feet. Now, this is just a little bit of, you know, President Barack Obama wants to meet with the Dalai Lama. And China doesn't want him to meet with the Dalai Lama. What do you think is going to happen? China buys a lot of our debt. I don't know if he's going to meet with the Dalai Lama. So when they buy our debt, what that means is they, they fund our projects. They give our projects cash, and then we pay them back. Anyway, chicken feet. We're fighting over freaking fragging chicken feet now. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Now, mamas, don't let your boys grow up to be cowboys or don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. You've heard that phrase, right? What you should have your kids grow up to be. CEOs of financial companies. For instance, Jamie Dimon got a $17 million bonus. $17 million bonus. That's not too shabby, is it? So, mamas, let your kids grow up to be CEOs. Now, that's that's hardly a, a dime when compared to James Gorman. So, well, he actually got $11 million. The guy from Goldman Sachs, Lloyd Blankfein, he topped out at $70 plus million, the record payout. So, CEO money. So, 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Hey, look, phone call. 800-345-5639. Uh, so, mamas, uh, force your kids to become CEOs. Have them read... Uh, economic tables. Uh, employment numbers came out this morning, and I've intentionally not talked about them, A, because they're economic data, and B, because they're economic data. Uh, but January, January average hourly earnings year-to-year up 2.5%. That's not bad. Now, again, what's that mean? It's all, in, in, it's all relative to the year before and the year before and the year before. So, But it's, it's telling you, hey, average hourly earnings, we're, we're starting to put in a floor. January unemployment rate, 9.7% versus 10% in December. January non-farm payrolls, we lost 20,000 jobs. We were expected to gain 15,000. Average weekly hours worked 33.3, up from 33.2. Let's go to Robert in Hillsborough. Robert in Hillsborough. How are you, Robert? Hey, Rob. Good. How are you doing? Good. Great. Hey, you've been talking about tech, and um, I, I was wondering if, if uh, you like the Microsofts and the Intels and the big guys, are there some uh, small hot names that we should be looking at? Well, I still like Riverbed as a small hot name, but when I talk tech, and I'm talking very generically, uh, I'll say things like utilities, telecom, and tech. It's the, the big tech companies, they've got 20% earnings growth this year because they're coming off really, really low expectations. And Unless the economy completely freezes and we create no jobs, there's no government spending, I think tech will be a big winner this year. Um, and I'm talking about the big names, uh, the Intels, the Microsofts, the HPs, uh, big names for sure. All right, great. What, what does River, Riverbed do? Riverbed does a networking technology that I think ultimately will be folded into IBM, HP, or Cisco. Okay. Um, but it's just a, a productivity networking gear company that you know helps uh, – uh, 
more bang for your buck is the best way of saying it on your IT expenditures. Fantastic. Love the show. Well, thanks for the call, Robert. Have a great weekend. Yeah. So 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. A lot of people expect unemployment going to tick up to about 11% by year's end. So look, 2010's waste. It's gone. I know. And you're saying it's it's only 2000. It's only February, Rob. Give us a break. Give us some time. I don't think jobs really come back until 2012 at the earliest. Now, again, we'll see some statistic blips. We will. But we have not made any serious inroads into unemployment. So um, Wall Street looked at the unemployment numbers this morning very, very cautiously. Government revised at its job losses for November, uh, saying the economy gained 64,000 versus uh, losing 4,000. So overall total of the recession is 8.4 million jobs have been lost since December 2007. 8.4 million jobs gone. And nearly 1 million more than previously recorded. Uh, these are stunning numbers, and this is one of the reasons Wall Street's a little bit on the nervous side right now. When we, if we don't have stimulus, what do we got? Not a lot. Sounds like a good song. If we ain't got stimulus. What do we got? No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to, uh, to songwriting. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Show. Nine ten a.m. More stimulus talk. You're listening to Rob Black, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. Don't know where it goes, but it's only me and I walk alone. I do walk a lonely road. I don't think I'm terribly well understood. I don't have a lot of friends, but I love what I do. I've got a great job. I, I, I dig it. I'm fortunate enough that I don't have to work for money anymore. Uh, but Facebook, there's a story out today about Facebook. They've hit 400 million users, but even more important, there's a game on Facebook called Farmville. And they, they basically, you can buy some virtual goods. And what we're learning is it's a $3.6 billion market, this social networking games. My personal opinion, and like some of the names of the games are like uh, Pet Society, Farmville, Restaurant City. And every now and then on my Facebook page, I'll see one of my friends is playing Farmville and they've just earned a cow or something like that. And I'm like, this person needs to be put in the Darwinian wood chipper and be unfriended right now. Who has the time to play games on, on Facebook where you win cows? I just don't get it. It's Darwinian wood chipper, old people who don't pay income taxes. Um, in the Darwinian woodchipper, people whose ears are attached to their head and they don't have any earlobe. Also in the Darwinian chipper, people who play Facebook games. Let's go to Paul in Burlingame. Paul? Paul. Good ID protection service. There's so many of them out there, it's kind of confusing as to which one to go with. Yeah, um, good, good ID protection services, you. Um, yeah, you don't actually have to use the life locks of the world because all they're going to do is the same thing you're going to do. So what you need to do is contact the three credit bureaus and have them put in your file, open no new credit, unless you call 415-HOT-HOT or whatever your phone number is. Um, or you can say open no new credit. Um, so you can put in your own file that you want a phone call. That's what they do. So you can do it yourself and you don't have to do it yourself. So you just call up the three reporting. Uh, you, You probably actually have to write them a letter. So 
they're not in the call service business. So, um, yeah, I, I've, I've put a, lo- a lock on my credit for new issuance, and I feel good with that. And if I were to be a stupid mofo, I'd tell you some other things like, hey, get a, a mailbox that locks. Um, but that's, I don't know, that, that, those are the two things that I would say is I would uh, fix your own credit yourself. Right. So you think these guys are kind of uh, just in business to make your money? Or take your money. I, I think it's a, a easy thing to do on your own, and right, you know, right. for my for my grandmother, I don't have a grandmother; she's dead. Um, but for my mother, uh, uh, better, better example, it's it's a big waste of money. Uh, but she, it's also in, it's incredibly convenient for her. So there's a convenience that they'll do it for you. Right, right. That's what I'm looking for—the convenience factor. I don't have a lot of time to mess with this on my own. So do you think, in my situation, it might be worth going with one of these outfits? I think it'll help. There's no doubt about it. But I think it's right. expensive, and I'd prefer you just write three letters and, and do it yourself. Right, right. Okay. Well, uh, good advice. So thanks for the call, Paul. Eight hundred eight hundred three four five fifty six thirty nine. It's eight hundred three four five fifty six thirty nine. Let's get a batch in Mountain View. Batch. Hello, sir. Hi. I was just uh, calling to see how your uh, date with John Cannon, Joe Cannon went last night at Nola's. <laughs> the date went well. Did you spy on us? I didn't. I wanted to go out, but my my wife has uh, an erotic dance class on Thursday, so I couldn't get out. I had to watch the kid. Holy shnikes, your wife is in an erotic dance class? Yeah. Is that is that all that in a bucket of chicken? It is pretty cool, actually. Yeah, did... uh, and they, they've started the pole dancing section lately. God, I would kill. I would kill for that kind of interest from a loved one. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that is. Is your wife a good-looking woman? Uh, very hot, yes. So, how old? Uh, 32. 32. So, yeah. I'm, before I get creepy, I'm going to stop right there. and I'm not going to ask about a threesome or anything like that. But um, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, we haven't gone there yet. Batch, I think that's, uh, that's cool that y'all have been married a couple years, and she's still trying to, to improve the romance with uh, taking some erotic dancing classes. Yeah, and it was her, her idea. I didn't. She, she told me about it after the fact. I think, and is she doing it for you, or is it is kind of like a weight loss thing? Or oh no, she's 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 a, she has a dance background, so this is just something that she kind of had not done before, and figured she'd give it a go. That's intimidating, women with so, dance, women so, with dance uh, background. If I had gone, do you have guys that just come up and say hey? Yeah, absolutely. When you're out at the bar, or? yeah, and it's always nice, and it's a huge compliment, and I'll shake your hand, and uh, you know, if you're interesting, sit down and have a beer with us, but. uh yeah, I went to Nola's last night uh, in Palo Alto. Great place to go. Joe and I, uh, bar was too busy, so we went in the back room. Uh, it was kind of funny because Joe is a, a good-looking man. He's fit. Um, women notice him <laughs> almost instantly if, if you get my drift. And, uh, well, I'm, a, I'm an earthquake season ticket holder, so I, I'm fairly familiar with him. Yeah, Joe would love to meet you if, if, we, if me and him pull that off again. Uh, he's pretty accessible, and he's a, a good yeah. guy. and. We're trying to come up with how he can contribute to the show uh, this season, like maybe weekly updates or maybe he can talk about, you know, some of the fans in the different cities that he visits or restaurants. Where it, it's not quite gelled together, so if you have any good ideas, Batch, let me know what you would want to hear. He's going to get us some tickets to give away every week. Um, super nice guy. Uh, you know, I, I went home and I, I wrote the poem, The Sun Set Softly. Disappearing behind the silhouettes of trees, and I enjoyed the magic moment. Lost within the evening breeze, your lovely voice, so distant. So we had a little, yeah, we had a little bromance going last night. Obviously, that sounded inspired. Yeah, it was, it was pretty inspired. I know, I know. I'm a, he's a good guy, and uh, he's he's really all that in a bucket of chicken. His brother shows up. He's got a twin brother. Um, yeah. His twin brother's Actually, got a. Co- he's a competitor of mine. I'm in the commercial real estate business as well. And his, his brother's got a kid, and Joe loves his kid, and like uh, everyone's pretty good in that family. That's that's a pretty good Bay Area family, if you, if you know what I'm saying. It seems like it. Yep. So. 
Sorry, I missed you. Yeah, and again, next time I mention that, I was mentioning it like a hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke, if anyone wanted to stop by. And uh, again, uh, I heard it the other day. Actually, you also mentioned that you're, you're doing a beer event, but I didn't catch where or when. Don't have the details on that, but it's going to be sometime in March, and I'll, I'll see if Joe can't stop by on that, too. And is it peninsula-based? It will be peninsula-based. So okay. Everything's about me and my life and keeping it as convenient for me as possible. So if I don't have to traps across the bridge, I don't traps across the bridge. Hey, there's no reason to if you don't have to. Exactly. Thanks for the call, Batch. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. I'm fascinated that his wife takes erotic dancing classes. Like, Heidi, that's kind of cool, right? Eh, it's not so much for her. Wouldn't you like it if your husband put that kind of effort in the relationship? Can you at least go that far? Play along with me a little bit? Like, that's effort. And I think effort's always appreciated. Because, like, that's why people fall in love. Because they're making effort to look nice and... And, and tell jokes to each other, and then they kind of get away from it when they're married. I'm kind of shy. Okay, but that would be something that would, you'd be less shy. It would bring out a little bit more of an exhibitionist. I, yeah, it's, no? I don't think it's for me. I'm too shy. I really am. I don't even walk around the house naked. Really? That's stunning. Yeah. How about, um, what do you do for, what do you do to show your husband love? Uh, I'm not telling you. Do you cook for him? Yeah. Head, head massage, foot massage? Do you clean? I cook. Do you clean his janky, every night. Do you clean his janky feet? No. Me and her husband have that in common. He's got janky toes, and I got janky toes. Foot fungus. My fungus is gone. All gone. I'm clean now. Oh, good. So, you, you want to trade spouses? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you later. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. I don't think she realized what she said until she said it. Let's go to Wayne in Santa Rosa. Wayne. Hey, how you doing? Good. I once knew a Wayne who was in Vietnam, and he walked with a cane. So his name always became Wayne with a cane. That's not me. I know, but wouldn't that suck? Yeah, well, there's other worse monikers than that, so. I suppose. So Heidi is always, um, she always gets teased about being the little Swiss girl who does hot chocolate. Well, I, I like to mate her. She's nice. She's nice. But she won't dance for you. Well, you've inspired me. I'm thinking about taking some exotic dance lessons. So <laughs> I don't know if it's so much good for a guy with a, you know, banana hammock to do uh, <laughs> erotic dance classes myself. But I, I highly support women doing it. Yeah, there you go. I'm right behind you. What do we got for me, Wayne? Quick question: Retired state employee getting a pension. I'm starting a business, um, and I want to know if I can still set up a, a SUP account. How old are you? Uh, Fifty-five. Yeah, I think you'll be able to. Um, I don't see why you won't. I would check to make sure that somehow, some way, shape, or form that your pension doesn't have anything tied into it about how much money you're allowed to make elsewhere. Some pensions do. Um, yeah, this one does not. Okay. Yeah, you'll be able to contribute to it for a few years. I, I, you clearly don't have the benefit of, of time. You'll get a little bit of a tax deduction here and there. but Yeah, um, well, we got three incomes with the... Uh with this new business, with the uh, the wife's income and, and the pension. So I just didn't know if there were rules against government pension. You couldn't go into a SEP uh, with a new business started like that. Okay. So thanks for the call, Wayne. Okay, thank you. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Um, you know, one thing that's got me intrigued is, you know how healthcare is stalled? At one point in time, the big drug companies... Mercs, the Pfizer's, the Eli Lilly's, they said, you know, what we'll do is we'll pay a relatively small price, $8 billion a year in discounts and fees. You know, they, they were part of that health care plan. Question is, now are they still going to do it now that that plan's kind of dried up for now? Let's go to Kyle in San Jose. Kyle? Hey, quick question. My grandfather passed away. He, he's got about 30 gold coins and a bunch of silver coins. 
Um, but my uncle wants to sell the gold coins. He said that they're worth about somewhere in the eight to nine hundred dollar a piece range. I wish I knew what they were, but I don't. Yeah. And uh, it just doesn't seem. I don't really know enough about it, but it doesn't seem like a good time to be selling anything, really. Why is that? I don't know. It just seems like everybody, like all the, you hear all the commercials and all the stuff. Oh, buy gold, buy gold. And I think, well, can I, if can gold's I, going up. Can I tell you why you hear so many commercials about buying gold? Sure. Because there's a huge markup in it. So that's the basic idea of it. You know, when you hear the people who sell gold get a 30% markup in it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Glenn Beck knows nothing about gold. He does it because it pays his salary. It, it helps pay him. Sure. I like Glenn Beck, but I think he hurts people by, you know, personally sponsoring. Like, I'm not going to put my name on anything I don't believe in. Anything yeah, and I've heard you mention, I heard you say something to another caller months ago who was thinking I should just, you know, sell everything and buy gold. And you were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. No, you, you don't, you, I, I recall that you told, you know, I have gold, but you don't, you don't just sell everything and buy anything, really, but... Well, my personal opinion is that gold is a lovely hedge if you're a millionaire. And what that means is, let's say a nuclear strike hits the United States. A couple of days ago, we heard from our congressman that there's going to be another terrorist act probably by July is the expectation. That's what Al-Qaeda is saying. So if that happens, gold's going to rocket higher because when that happens, it disrupts our economy. Our economy doesn't work. If our economy doesn't work. We're not earning our 8 to 10% profits uh, via capitalism. So gold tends to work. So gold is an alternative asset. I don't think it's going to $2,000 an ounce anytime soon. I said last year it was going to 1000 It went to 1000 Swoo! Big deal. Um, gold doesn't have a job. Gold doesn't do a lot. It's, it's for wealthy people who have stocks and bonds and real estate where a nuclear strike in the United States would upset the stock market and the bond market and the real estate market. So it, it's a nice hedge, but I don't think you really need it. I would start letting it go um, until you become wealthy, and then I think gold is a lovely hedge, but – if you hold gold for the next 30, 40, 50 years, I think you're going to massively underperform inflation, and I think you're going to be disappointed in your, your real rate of return over time. All right. So well, Now, if you were Christopher Columbus and you were to come to me, the Queen of Spain, and say, Madam, I've found gold. It glitters. I'd be like, sweet. Um, but you're talking many, 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 many years ago, 500-plus years ago. Uh, gold's lost its glitter. So... Gold was important. Eh, I'm not going to get into it. I'm out of time. It's Rob Lecture, 9, 10 a.m. I ain't happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.